Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh, boy. He always seems to get involved, doesn't he? I'm telling you, too many coconuts have hit him right on top of the skull. I think uh, Anthony will be a great acquisition. He can do it all. Avery, whose show is this? And we're live. Welcome, everybody, here to the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin, as always, joined post-game by Roz Chapalu. The Lakers lose game five in... Sacra- or nope, San Francisco, 121 to 106 as they play five on eight for most of that game. Um, and and the story of the night, though, coming out of it winds up being Anthony Davis. Uh, he gets hit uh, upside the temple, it kind of looked like, by uh, a Kavon Looney elbow. Was like Looney was kind of like looking to box out, kind of stuck his arm out there on the backside. It was funny, like they were talking about, like they they were saying, like you know, completely inadvertent uh, contact there made by Kavon Looney. It's like it was if it was inverted, like that'd be a fucking flagrant. Like I don't understand yeah. how, like on on basically successive plays, you have AD go down with essentially what seems to be with a concussion, and then a couple plays later, you have uh, Lonnie. Lonnie Walker holding his face too, and it's just like. All game, man. And I wish it wasn't so predictable that that like you would get that kind of refereeing. But anyway, that'll be part of the conversation. Like I said, the main story here is trying to stay updated on uh, on the latest having to do with uh, Anthony Davis. As of right now, the the two main kind of takeaways: one, first and foremost, Chris Haynes saying that AD was taken away from the floor in a wheelchair with a towel over his head. Um, the towel over his head would indicate to me like the sensitivity to light that you get with the concussion. Remember that yeah. all too well. And then, uh, and then Darvin Ham though said after the game that AD is already doing uh, really good or, or, or is already looking better. So um, yeah, uh, Raj, like we're going to try to, you know, talk, talk our way through this one. And I guess we'll talk about the basketball first because neither you or I or doctors, I have, I have way too much, uh, as you guys would probably, um, understand given the, the, the nature of my takes, I have a lot of history with concussions. Like I've, I've had my share of them. Um, beyond that though, not a doctor and, and, uh, you know, I can't even really explain the protocol. So I guess we have to start with the basketball. Like we, we have to try well, to talk well, about the game. <laughs> well, before, before we do that, I just want to touch, cause obviously the AD thing is going to be wrapped around all this conversation and uh, look, blaming the revs is one way to go about it. And I think that's the conversation that you're going to see for the next few days. I did think though, there was a tone set 
of physicality. Like there was a yep. level, a baseline level of physicality that was allowed. And again, this is not to blame. This is these are individual incidents, but I just thought there was an escalation of physicality that eventually led to some stuff. You talked about the Lonnie Walker getting hit in the face. LeBron drove baseline on one, had four guys on him, uh, wrapped around him, fouled eight yeah. times, and finished at the basket, and then flex his like flex after he finished. But it's like there's no contact on that one either. I thought Wiggins fouled D'Lo on one of the play. And obviously this culmination into um, fourth quarter, Anthony Davis just gets, I'm not sure if it was exactly the elbow or the forearm of Kevon Looney. And I thought that was just extremely unfortunate. LeBron kind of turned his ankle on, uh, on one play as well. That wasn't, you know, that's not official, but it, it looked like he landed wrong. So um, yeah, that's tough. In a game that like the reason AD and LeBron are on the floor is because the Lakers played like well enough to where it was close. Like you couldn't throw the exact flag in. And um, that's just, that's just tough. And even that Chris Haynes report where they're like, Draymond's like, you're going to have to call a tech on me before I stop talking. And he just didn't get a tech. Like they just, they just allowed, they just allowed yeah. that to go on. And I thought Dray and Draymond was fantastic tonight on, on the floor. Like he was great. He was aggressive. He set, you know, the, he set the level of play for the Warriors, but I thought like his escalation of physicality increased as well as, as more and more stuff was let go, he continued to test the boundaries. And I thought that impacted AD. I thought that it impacted our offensive game and um, we let the refs get in our head a little bit, but yeah, I just want to put that backdrop before we get into the basketball. Cause I think that's important. The physicality that was allowed, the baseline that was allowed, it, it, it created escalation to me in, in terms of where the game headed um and yeah and this was an unfortunate kind of consequence of that yeah i um to me it was interesting watching this game and I, I was also on playback and i'm you know keeping an eye on the game and then on on the comment section and then also on on twitter and it, it struck me how many non-lakers people were saying like man this sure is one hell of a whistle <laughs> for yeah for golden state you know like the number of people who were saying like yeah, that was certainly um, one way to referee the game, and and like look, look, just like I think, um, I think it was you know a wiener move from Kerr to you know talk about the Lakers flopping right. coming out of the last game. I don't want to spend too much time on it because like I also think like you're talking about the tone that was set with physicality and the way it had escalated from there. I also thought that like the way that the Lakers were defending, um, like essentially what happens in, in it with referees is the team that is on defense sets their own tone, sets the expectations for a call essentially. And like with the Warriors, if Draymond Green starts the game by defending a play a certain way and they don't call that one, then they're gonna be they're gonna be looking back on that call from that point forward and be like, well, we didn't call that one, and we didn't call that one. Right. We didn't call I can't call this one, you know, and and then you know you kind of look at the way that the Lakers were defending, and it was a lot more reaching. They weren't moving their feet as much. You you saw a lot more kind of miss rotations and some offensive rebounds that the the Warriors didn't have available to them in games past, and and yeah, like when when the Lakers were fouling it stuck out more compared to the rest of the way that they were defending. Whereas like when the Warriors were fouling every play and, and the refs aren't going to call it on every play, certainly not at home in a game, the league wants to extend a series in. Um, I, I just, I look at, <laughs> I, 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 I was also frustrated by the refereeing. Um, 
but also like you also kind of have to tip your cap to the Warriors because that is the kind of thing that you have to go into the game with that idea that sure. like Draymond is saying like you're gonna have to fucking foul me out like I dare you to foul me out you know it was funny there was a play so Draymond picks up his first foul like 20 seconds into the game right very early yeah um yeah like 20 seconds in by the time I was live on playback Draymond how already had a foul right and then the, the next, the first possession that I saw with AD, he dribbles to his left. Um, Draymond slides over, kind of bumps him a little bit. AD, you know, falls away, doesn't get the call. And that was the kind of thing where, like, Draymond's just like, you know what? Yeah, I have, I have a foul, but I'm also not going to change the way that I defend because then I cannot defend this guy. I have no chance. Um, right. And 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 I think uh, the referees essentially like responded to that as such. Um, I, I just again. Uh, I had a feeling going into this one that it would play out essentially the way that it did, minus the injuries and stuff, right? That the Lakers would do enough to stay attached, not necessarily enough to get out ahead, but enough to stay attached and see if they could make a game out of it. And then if the Warriors made like one too many runs, then the game would be over. And like that's essentially what we saw, right? Like that's that's basically sure. what we saw. Um, and and you know, this is kind of uh, what you get to a certain extent when you have that approach and you look at it like, yeah, yeah, we're going to have game six back at home. Like, just get out of this thing. And and, and, and all of that, like, yeah, we could maybe put, you know, put our, our foot on the pedal here and really go for it. But really like you have a game six that you could go back home and win. in. Um, and it's like, what, what happens there though, is that you risk, you know, yeah. game six really is, 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 is a tense, you know, a uh, proclamation right now because we don't know if they're going to have AD. Yeah, that's the tough part. And Anthony, I think I'm like, I'm just going to move forward as if AD is playing, right? Like worrying if AD is not going to play, that's to me, that's just a lost cause. You're not like, I'm, you're not winning that game without Anthony Davis. Like you're just, yeah, it's a we can't even, we can't even survive two minutes without Anthony Davis on the floor. Like we're, yeah. we're putting out survival units in non AD minutes. Like that's what's happening this series. It used to be the non-LeBron minutes. Right now, it's the non-AD minutes. He can barely sit, right? So, like, I, I'm going to kind of move forward as he is. Um, and tonight, yeah, like, I, I thought we withstood that first punch. I thought the Warriors would swing first, and they did. They went up 12-3, to I believe, was the start. They were up 12 very early. But we punched right back. I thought we got in transition. AD got some cherry-picking buckets off of, like, mm -hmm. closing out to Steph, and he got some, he got some leak outs. I thought him in the post in the first quarter. I thought he did pretty well, had some jump hooks that went. He settled a few times with jump shots there, but I thought overall, I think he was in double figures in the first quarter. Um, his mid-range jumper was going, and I thought we were aggressive. To me, our defense is what failed us, and that's the disappointing part. I think we were up like 45, 43, and then we end up giving up like a 67-point uh, half to them. And our defense on our screen coverage – our engagement level like that's the part that sucks about this is like we went halfway right we're like yeah let's try on offense but then defensively we just fell apart no adjustment to their screen coverages um we again let ad just get picked in terms of like steph calling ad up on the screen and uh they were able to get a ton of baskets out of that wiggins back cut i thought lebron's effort defensively wasn't good that delo again was really poor um on that end dennis i thought was fine austin i thought was maybe one of our best players tonight but I thought the defense failed us. We scored enough um, to kind of keep it close. Uh, the Warriors hit, I believe, 
they had seven or eight threes in the first quarter. And then I think they only had like a few um, early on the third, but our defense on that Steph pick and roll where we just never recovered. Uh, we never switched and we never adjusted and we kind of uh, sleepwalked to start the third and that was kind of game. But uh, yeah, I thought those were the kind of things that, that the Warriors took advantage of tonight. Yeah. I, I look um, LeBron is 38 years old and he picked up another little like dang a couple actually like he turned his ankle and and that's the one that he was kind of limping from but he also threw that long pass to ad and afterward yeah. was kind of grabbing his back too um mm. so clearly like these playoffs and this run is taking a toll on him too but like he just has to be better defensively i don't know how many plays that i watched of him like he he essentially like what he does defensively um he will go if the ball's on the left wing, he'll go to the opposite block and he'll just kind of like post up there, right? And the Lakers will put him on guys who stand in the corner so that he essentially can kind of stand there. But if any kind of like exchange happens there or any kind of pin down, anything happens whatsoever, LeBron isn't moving and the Lakers wind up like losing that guy who started in the corner, maybe floats up to the wing and then somebody else goes to the corner and they're like, Tonight, he wasn't necessarily even communicating either about, like, the switch on yeah. that. Like, telling guys, like, hey, you know, your guy set the screen. You stay here or, or you go defend out there. Anything like that. It was just – he was just kind of, like, standing there. And, and you know, I, I – I, again, I get it. He's 38. I am 37. I watched chunks of this game with ice on my foot because, like, I'm 37. Oh, and it's, like, all of a sudden I have to just ice stuff randomly because I'm old. Um and, and I was so, ready like, to I, check I, in the game. I was like, I got you, Darwin. Like, put me, put me in. Let me, let me run. Well, me I, run I do them. wish the Lakers had a goon. Like, I, 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 I still. Oh, I'm not that guy. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably true. Yeah, we've met. You're not. I don't, no, <laughs> you no, can, no. <laughs> you, you could. <laughs> yeah, criticize my height again. Oh man. <laughs> it's not even. It's not, it's not even like height because we're. You know, I think you might be like a couple inches shorter than me, but not much. Not much girth behind the eye, the eye either. <laughs> so like, uh, it yeah, would just yeah. it would just be kind of like like a like a sad yeah. like slap on the yeah. wrist. Yeah, you I'm take that, one. Draymond. <laughs> I'll do a little better than that. I'll do a little better than that. <laughs> but but like I I do wish that the Lakers had somebody like I was. This is one way that I know that the Lakers and I've mentioned this before, but I know that the Lakers have been pretty good because I've been listening to Simmons podcast again, and he was like. Yeah, the guy's like muscle. The Lakers' muscle actually weirdly is LeBron, and I'm like, well, that's not good. You don't want you <laughs> you don't want your main guy to be like to to be the muscle. Like you want you want that that muscle to be like a PJ Tucker or a Markeith Morris, like it was back in the day, or a Boogie or a Dwight. You know those guys that like if they commit one too many hard fouls or if they like cross that line just a little bit and they get thrown out of a game, you don't necessarily feel it. Like LeBron is never going to put himself in that spot. And, and, and like, there isn't anybody like Draymond, every time you play against Draymond, you're always kind of nervous about him, right? Like you always kind of, at any moment, he might just haul off and punch you. Like <laughs> just ask Jordan Poole. Um, oh, and, man. and, and I think the Lakers still kind of miss that kind of physicality, the physicality that kind of borders on dirty on a game like tonight where like, all right, sure. The physicality is kind of escalating a little bit. We're going to stop that right here. Like you guys are taking these extra, you know, these extra, the, the extra contact after the whistle. And, and like, there was the one play that Draymond had the and one on Vanderbilt, like right at the early yeah. part of the game. And he gets like right up in his face. 
Like that's where it, he wouldn't do that to Markeith. He wouldn't do that to Boogie. Like he he wouldn't do that to Dwight. You know, and and like that's where like if you have that that kind of tone setter in terms of physicality and approach to the game, I think the Lakers kind of miss that guy. Too late now to add him, but but I do think they kind of miss that aspect of of this time of year basketball in this time of year yeah i mean i'm not sure the exact player there but again like i think i've been saying here on on this pod and, and others like you got to meet force with force like draymond's a guy you gotta you gotta meet him with force right back and obviously he was super locked in tonight i thought his defense you know even with the physicality allowed he stripped a lot of balls away and if you go soft at draymond like again using the software like if you go soft at draymond you're going to get packed at the rim there was one play before 80 got hurt i think like he double clutched did you see that one where like he was at the rim and he kind of double clutched yeah. at the basket and draymond blocked him and that's the stuff like draymond's gonna get you if, if you try to be cute at the rim and i thought we tried that a lot you saw delo's drives as well trying to like maneuver around contact instead of through it i thought austin as well and some of those lebron trying to get the call and this was just not that that type of night where you were gonna get that so yeah you had to kind of meet the force with them and I thought we were at least close enough to make a run. There's a reason why Darvin didn't throw the flag. I thought, like, we were right there. It was like a – Anthony, it was like a 10-point game for, like, eight minutes, I could swear. It was, like, yeah. right there at 11, 10, 11, and they just kept – like, it was a Schroeder three, a Lonnie Walker three, just terrible shot, shot selection on the other end. And, yeah, I wish we came with a little bit more urgency there. You talked about LeBron. I thought AD as well just – he has the biggest gap to me in terms of his engagement on defense versus when he's, and he's still good, right? Even when he's going through the motions, he's still a good defensive player. Well, he has like, the highest ceiling of anybody who has ever played. Yeah. And it's not, it's, it's, and it jumps off the page when he's doing what he's doing. And look, the Warriors did a nice job. They were consistent. They didn't go back to their motion stuff. They ran a bunch of pick and rolls tonight. Don't know the exact number, but it feels like more than they even ran in uh, game four. Steph continued to call guys up on the screen. And again, I thought we overreacted a little bit on Steph coming off of those. Like if Andrew Wiggins is going to shoot a bunch of times contested, I think you kind of have to live with that. You just can't go for his pump fakes to now he's getting to the rim, getting downhill, getting to the line and getting their you know wheelhouse going. But there's, t there's things to clean up. It's just so hard to like get into that while Anthony Davis is in, you know, this limbo of if he's going to play or not. But um like there's nothing I saw tonight where it's like, oh, the Warriors figured something out. You know, like I that's not the yeah. vibe I got from this game. Like, like while I was watching it, like I felt a little bit about that in game two. I was like, oh, they kind of figured something out with the small ball. This one here, I felt like this was just us kind of going through the motions on a lot of the possessions um, before finally it got to garbage time. Uh, but yeah, hopefully, you know, he's good to go in in game six. If we can we can take that one. So. Uh the, the this video is making the rounds and i've already i've, I've seen some of it and i've seen some of the quotes from it so like, okay. i guess we'll, we'll we'll play a chunk of it this is Shaq and charles after the game uh talking about ad uh woozy trying to get off the floor and uh we will see what his status is for game six of this series kenny yeah well i wasn't expecting honestly you know i wasn't game five six whatever it is the lakers to win tonight because both teams Lakers and Golden State, they've been inconsistent all year. They haven't been able to string together games that you go, this is a game they should win. This is how they should get it done. So, you know, game six, 
These guys, man. I think I do too, but what are you laughing about? You know what they're laughing about. I'm laughing at Chuck. I know what they're laughing at. You understand. Chuck is over there crumbling up paper. That's why I was laughing. That's not what I'm going I'm laughing at Chuck. Tell the truth. They understand. Stop it, man. Ernie, wait, don't let us go there. Because if we go there, it'll never <laughs> stop. It'll never stop. Ernie, we need to go to that next game quickly. <laughs> no, we don't. Oh, man. <laughs> well, tell me, give me your takeaway from the game, Chuckster. Uh, there's nothing points in the first half. You're not kidding. What are you doing? I'm sick. Fixing my seat. I'm fixing my seat. What is kidding I'm fixing my seat. What? I did not do that. You're fixing your seat. I did not do that. Man, guys, come on now. Hey, oh, come on, man. Uh, I'm just saying, you, nothing surprised me. They gave up 70 points in the first half. They were playing this game like, okay, if we can win it, we can win it. But obviously, it, it, you know, you can tell. Uh, what they were laughing at the entirety of that time was like AD being like the, the report that they went back to the locker room and AD was had to take a wheelchair out of that game. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Laughing, laughing at head injuries, uh, given everything that we've known uh, as a result of watching NFL players over the years um, and what's happened to like boxers over the course of the years. Look, I, I've, I, I've said it. I have my experiences. I've had my experiences with concussions. I've been knocked out uh, with basketball once, boxing a couple times, soccer a couple times. I've had like migraines my entire life. I will have mornings where I wake up and you get this like you hit you, you get this thing where uh you get like flashing lights. You know if you look into a light and you look away from the light, you see like you still see the light right. there, you know? And it, and essentially it's that and it just kind of like starts out here in the peripheries of my vision and then it'll like make its way to like to to the you know it, it like into my actual vision. And if I let it get there, it means I'll have a migraine that ruins like two days, like 48 hours. I'll have a, and it's a result of, of concussions. Okay. And this is the, and this is the kind of shit that like we're fucking mocking. This is the kind of stuff that we're Shaquille fucking O'Neal, Mr. Company time is mocking somebody like leaving the court with an injury. This is what we're fucking talking about. Charles zero rings whatsoever over the course of his fucking career is sitting here mocking somebody like for who has a ring this this is yeah this is fucking like this is the state of nba analysis this is this is 
the top platform on for the sport. This is the show that represents the league night in, night out. This is, <laughs> you know, and look at there at, at its height. This show is great. Like the NBA tonight or whatever it is, TNT, like that show is really good. It is, you know, it's really funny when they don't talk about basketball. You know why? Because they don't know fucking dick about basketball in this era. You don't know anything about it. Those guys have been lost for like 73 years and they just keep collecting their paychecks for it. That's gross, man. Like, That's I understand, like, AD has his reputation and stuff, and he does, like, it takes him a long time to get up anytime he has any kind of contact, whatever. But the guy is is probably actually concussed, and he has a potentially, like, narrative-altering injury here that he, more than anybody else on the face of the planet, is frustrated about. And these motherfuckers are sitting here mocking him for it? Get out of here, man. Get the it fuck out of here that I'll that was language no you're, that was disgusting television i mean that, like i think the inside they do they're good at what they do but just like you talked about that's not basketball analysis before i continue on that i just want to read the chris haynes quote uh tweet that just he, he just came out uh early diagnosis indicates anthony davis appears to have avoided a concussion and is doing much better now league sources tell nba on tnt bleach report so that's chris haynes just now um yeah that that was just disgusting, you know, from, from both of them. Um, and that kind of speaks on the reputation AD has, right? Like, I mean, you look at the not the no NBA, you know, all NBA team getting no votes on the all defensive team. He has this, the, the reputation kind of precedes the, he's injury prone street clothes, which I think was the term that was, you know, started on TNT. If I remember correct, the street clothes, Anthony day to day Davis, all that bull crap that like gets thrown on him. And this is part of it, right? His injuries get put into such the strangest light. People become extremely strange when, when Anthony Davis injuries come about. So no, that was just disgusting TV just uh, from Shaq and Charles. And I don't know if Kenny and Ernie were trying to be serious there. I couldn't, I couldn't really tell from that video. Um, but uh yeah that yeah it's just uh just nasty television from both of them that's un unacceptable from like you said our our lead like the leading viewers on uh for nba coverage is on the tnt show so um yeah just just nasty television yeah as as alexis points out uh chuck started the whole like street clothes mantra with with uh anthony davis and like <sighs> Man, I'm going to like try to avoid not getting in trouble. But uh, the NFL is like a monster right now, right? And it is, it is presented in such an immaculate way. It is literally killing its players. And you would not know it based on the way that it is covered and the way that it is like offered up to the public. And, and you know, you, you, you listen to former players talk about current players. And there are certain places that like, former players won't go especially as it pertains to injury because they know like how hard it is to compete in that league and for a couple former players to sit here and generate uh a a reputation for a singular player for you know not being able to to play um without taking into account like how much harder he plays on both sides of the uh, of, of at least one side of the ball than either of those guys ever did like Shaq, like the whole reason the Warriors would have a chance against the Sha those those like three Pete Lakers is because Shaq didn't care about the pick and roll. Like Damon Stoudemire used to rip the Lakers apart. He's not a Hall of Famer. 
Imagine what Steph would do to, to Shaq there. And it's because Shaq was too fucking fat and didn't take the sport seriously enough to stay in shape. That's why Kobe hated him. That's why Kobe got him out of there. You know, it's just like, I, I, I just, it, 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 it really bothers me that a couple of guys who, who understand better than any of us what it takes to stay on a basketball court at that level would go out of their way with this guy in, and make an entire joke about his body at some points failing him. Like that's, that's, that's worth laughing about to you like that. I've never gotten the sense when AD has gotten hurt. I've never gotten the sense that he's like, like pulled a hammy. He was like, Nope, can't go. Sorry. Yeah. I, I, no. Every time AD has gotten hurt recently, it's been like landing on Gobert's foot. It's been getting a fucking, an elbow from a six, nine two fifty guy to the temple yeah. when you're not expecting it. And this is the kind of thing that you're mocking with him. Like, I, I just, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, man. Like Shaq is, a, is, he has his, his Jersey in the Raptors has a statue, all those things. And, and his, his impact on the Lakers is, is, um, beyond question and all that stuff. But that, that right there, like you cannot do that. You can, no. <laughs> that is just, a, 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 I, I just, that's just gross. I'm shaking. I, I, I probably, probably should move on here and talk about something well, else, well, but well, like these well, guys well. are just, just, just like, it's so wrong for people who understand what it takes to stay available to mock somebody to do those things, have freak injuries and not be available because of the freak injuries and not ever take into account that it's freak injuries that are making this guy not available. Well, that, well, that's the point right there, right? You just said they understand what it takes. I feel like, uh, like not all of them, there's some really good ones like Legler and other, other media personalities who, who've kind of switched to the media side have done, have done a good job kind of blending both, but it just feels like a lot of like, and this is a larger conversation, but a lot of players that move to the media, they kind of forget the player side. You know what I mean? Like they kind of convert fully into media. You see like a lot of takes that come out, especially even on like Kawhi Leonard's injury, right? Calling it whatever they want to call it. I know Stephen A. Smith was the one that was like, he should retire, but you know, there's just a lot of extremes that go on. And, and, you know, Charles Barkley, Shaq as well, are guys who just call out players and, AD has been a has been a victim of this for a long time. It, it, this isn't just tonight. This is kind of a continued thing on him. But I feel like a lot of players you'll see, like you see the analysis on it. It's just like that's not something a player would say. You know what I mean? Like even the the Draymond going at Dylan Brooks, right? And that was funny. That was great. Like that was that was great for what it was. But still, it's like that's player to player. And usually there's like code of ethics usually between a player to player. And yeah. those are stuff that those are lines that are being breaking. Well, with the, the, the reason that that, that that line was broken was because Dylan broke it. Like Dylan, Dylan sure. goes out of his way to, to push that line and step over that line. And, and then finally, like, yeah, it is kind of a self-policing thing. But the thing is like, like the reason, the reason, so, so back when I was growing up, you used to have a lot more interaction between players and that show. You used to have a lot more like there was a lot players were a lot more interested and like part of it is because like with social media these guys have developed their own platforms and they have their own things that they don't need TNT necessarily to go out there and get their voice heard right sure but when I was when I was growing up you had especially like when Shaq was fresh out of the league and and, and the guys that were still playing had more respect for him you had a lot more guys willing to go and talk to him right um, I remember like Dwayne Wade and Chuck had like there was an entire commercial uh run from the I think it was Sprint back when they had like the the your your fave five that like right. if you texted those people it didn't cost you any money, right? 
and and Chuck and Wade had their thing back and forth. But like the reason, part of the reason, on top of like the social media and these guys developing their own platform, part of the reason that like players want nothing to do with these people is because of shit like that. Like that crosses a line. You're talking you're talking, you're 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 talking about a legitimate potential injury, right? And now, yes, Chris Haynes is saying that he avoided a concussion and and let's all knock on wood that that is actually the case and 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 one hundred percent like prayers up that a d is fine and avoided a concussion, but they don't they didn't know that when they were laughing at him, and again, no. like concussions have killed people, dude, like Junior Seau killed himself and saved his brain so that they could study it because of the stuff that concussions did to him, like multiple football players over the years have done super violent things as a result of CTE. This is not this is not a, a sprained ankle that you didn't think he didn't he didn't tweak it that much. This is stuff that is legitimately life altering. Like again, I, I I could bring Jen here and she could put you through like the, the the experiences of living with me when I go through my shit because like I cannot father for like a couple days because I didn't take yeah. Excedrin enough time because of what except what, what what concussions plural have done to me and and like to think that they're sitting there and mocking this guy and they're saying you know because it was like a, a quote-unquote glancing blow that he took i you take a fucking glancing blow from a 69 250 person there's no such thing <laughs> there's a glancing blow to the temple from somebody built like kavon looney is an oxymoron that does not exist so like like what are you talking about, you morons? Yeah. <laughs> you fucking imbeciles! What are you doing? All right, let's talk yeah. about. Let's get back to the game. Uh, yeah. um, Disgusting segment from TNT. Do better. It was gross. Better. Yeah, it was. It's really gross. All right, let's let's try to. We're thirty minutes into this, and we haven't really talked about like the basketball aspect of this. And and again, like you said, I'm glad that you mentioned that uh, Haynes thinks and is reporting as of right now that AD has. Um, seemingly avoided a concussion potentially hopefully um right the basketball itself uh i i i wanted to to bounce this off of you i don't think the lakers can can start vanderbilt next game i think they i think they have to go with walker right from the get-go and um you know e either walker or or either uh yeah either walker or Rui. but i think i i, I think vanderbilt like you see it now, um, and you'll see this like with with like where the ball rotates over to Vanderbilt, and he's open there in that corner, and every every Laker is like, "Oh man, please, please make it, please," you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. And like the Vanderbilt stuff, they might start Dennis or Lonnie in you know uh, in Game Six. We'll see. I don't think like that's a major issue to me. I think he's like what he's doing i think the thing is i thought we switched off uh we had ad on wiggins and then as they kept coming up to screen i thought we just never adjusted to their re-screening we didn't communicate on those but yeah like they, they might move the starters i just i just thought tonight our you know effort level on defense and and adjusting to their screen coverages wasn't right i wouldn't make a quick change there like if vanderbilt's not playing well i think you can sub him i think like starting dennis and starting like the three guard lineup 
Um, I, I don't know. I don't think we have to really adjust too much. They're going to continue to start Gary Payton. And I thought our coverage on, on him as well was smart. We didn't have AD on him. They had him on Wiggins. And if Wiggins wants to be the screener there, Anthony, I'm not mad at that. Like, I thought we overcommitted. I thought, you know, we let Wiggins kind of get loose or Steph kind of get loose going downhill. And it's what you talked about, right? I think Steph had 18 – he had like 15 points and like nine assists, right? And like, mm-hmm. it's the assists that kill you. It's not the yeah. 30 points from Steph. It's him getting like the nine, 10 assists. And all that is because we overcommitted to him on the ball screen. And he got the pass to Draymond. And Draymond was a lot more aggressive offensively. And maybe home does that. Maybe hitting a best offensive game that he's played in like years. So long. <laughs> yeah. And that, I have not seen that game from him in a while. <laughs> they, so they got a GP two three and a Draymond three very early, and I was like, "Oh man, that's a, it's a bad omen." Like you get you get those yeah. two threes very early. That's that's not yeah. great. The Vanderbilt stuff, like I don't think like I think the Vanderbilt threes aren't like good process. I think they're just low energy offense. You need some low energy offense sometimes. Like for the Warriors, it's the GP two three, but for us, it's the Vanderbilt three. We're like, okay, like we have nothing, mm. nothing's going. Kick it to the corner to Vanderbilt and his job actually there, like in our regular, we're all locked in, right? Go watch Memphis game six. Vanderbilt's not like taking spot up threes. It's like, okay, who am I dribble handing this off to? Austin's curling, yeah. D-Lo's curling. Like we're an aggressive tonight. It's like, hey, I'm open. Let me like aim this three and uh let's yeah. see if this goes in, right? Especially so, on the road. Like that's yeah. that's something that like going into the game, somebody's got to say to Vando, like, hey, <laughs> when you're open. Like here, especially because like he he's not it. It'd be one thing I would actually prefer it if like at three seconds left in the shot clock that pass makes its way out there and Vanderbilt is wide open there and it's like that Stu Lance attempt that like you don't think about it you just shoot it. But when there's like seven or more seconds left on the shot clock and he's shooting that, you know he can sense it the entire time the ball is good like the the whole way he's going up he's like. Please, 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 please. And no, you know, it's just, it's just none of it feels very confident. And like I said, it's one thing for him to not feel very confident, but it's also pretty clear that the other guys on the court don't really feel confident. Um, You know, that like when he shoots it, or not even when he shoots it, the ball makes its way out to the, to the corner and everybody sees him wide open and it's clear he has to shoot it. That's when everybody's kind of like everybody's shoulders kind of sink. It's like, please go in, please, you know. And yeah. and 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 they're like like they he is aiming the ball into the basket, and everybody's kind of like willing the ball to 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 get close to the basket. Um, yeah, I I I think if if he plays, um, maybe you attempt one of those early. But from that point on, if you catch the ball with any more than like seven or eight seconds left on the shot clock, uh, you look to 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 create a dribble handoff off of that action. You 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 cannot have these sunken because look, the Warriors are like they were desperate tonight. They were desperate the last game. They're gonna be just as desperate the next one. Like it's not it's not like they're like all right, cool, we won this one. We didn't end our yeah. season at home. We're good here. Like no. Game six is going to be a fucking war. It's going to be an absolutely brutal game. And I don't think you can have multiple possessions that end in like a Vanderbilt three with seven to nine seconds left on the shot clock. 
also the other issue is that Vanderbilt three gets them out in transition, right? So it's a long rebound, long three, long rebound, and usually gets them running. And that's where you really get in trouble. But the difference to me in game six, like we should also be desperate. Like that's our desperation game. Oh yeah. That's our get, that's our game seven. Right. And I think the Lakers will come out as such It's you know, it would have been nice to close it out tonight, but I mean, that's why the lines were where they were, right. The Lakers were, I think eight point underdogs tonight. So, you know, Vegas pretty much thought this is how it was going to go, but like, I think Vanderbilt, the reason also he's like, the reason he's out there is because he's more switchable, right? Like we're able to switch more of those screens. If we have Vando on Draymond or Wiggins, like if, if it's a Steph screen, you can switch that. AD can still stay in the paint. And we did a better job. I thought on the second half, like pre-switching where like AD is out on Steph and then they run it. He's trying to run around and he switches with like Vanderbilt. So there's things we can do. It just, I felt like our, you know, like game four, obviously, we treated that as like, no, 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 we got to get this one. Like AD, mm-hmm. go on Wiggins. Next play, we're switching. Next play, we're not. Like I thought we were really locked in. And then you saw that third quarter and he's sleepwalking. The late, the Warriors went up like 16. And I thought that kind of ended the game. But I would keep Vanderbilt out there. To me, Rui, like it's hit or miss. We're still putting Rui on clay. Like that's a, that's a purposeful thing we're doing. I don't understand it. It's working. Like it yeah. worked tonight, I guess. Um, Clay didn't get loose, but that's just to me, that's asking for trouble. That's bad process. That's a, you know, that's terrible medicine to take to put Rui on Clay Thompson and just, you know, spin the wheel or is it Russian roulette? I think that's what it's called. Like we're, um, you're just, you're, you're leaving it up yeah. to chance kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I don't like that at all. I don't think this is a Rui series. I thought he played okay tonight. And uh, yeah, we'll see, man. The, the the role players play better at home. I thought they got good minutes from Gant GP2. Jordan Poole hit like a spot up three for them. Um, so hopefully that turns. But I would uh, who would you start Dennis for Vando or would you go straight with Lonnie if, if they were going to make a change in that starting lineup? Um, I would I, I would choose between Lonnie and Rui. Um, and I would put Rui. Yeah, I would put Rui. I would put Rui. So you have you have Austin guarding Steph, right? And you've had D'Lo guarding Clay to this point. And then from there, you have, I would put Rui on Wiggins. Uh, or or I guess they've had AD on Wiggins, huh? Um, right. I worry about the foot had, speed of Rui in, in that lineup. What's that? I, I worry about the foot speed of Rui, right? With, yeah. with every Steph screen, he's going to involve whoever Rui is guarding basically yeah. like they're doing now with ad they would just change it to Rui, right like why bring ad involved when you can bring well i guess maybe it'll still be AD well because the point of D. bringing ad up and, and making him and put you know putting him in that stuff is to get him away from the basket right so yeah like i don't correct. think that would change like i think they would continue to do that but, but then you have Rui chasing around right so wiggins clay running around all those off ball actions that's a, that's a lot for a big body like him yeah to be chasing i don't know I don't know. I, 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 I would say I would. I I just think Vando is hurting you. Like at one point tonight, Vanderbilt, like he finishes a, a plus minus. Uh, he was a minus sixteen, but at one point, in like eight minutes, he was a minus nineteen, and he just he, it, it's so hard to play D or play offense when like already more often than not, Schroeder's probably going to be on the court. He doesn't really space the floor. Um, you know. LeBron's going to be on the floor. He doesn't space the floor. AD doesn't space the floor. And then you add to that Vanderbilt or it's just, it's a lot to, you know, especially like game six. Like, I don't think it's going to be a March to the free throw line. Like that's, that's, it's not like they're going to call a whole bunch of touch stuff. And when, when Vanderbilt is out there and they don't have to guard him and those, and that contact is happening 
in close proximity, and it's harder to pick up who actually um, commits that foul. Like, that's where sometimes referees will just kind of like, I don't know, like they're all slapping at the ball, you know? Um, So, yeah, I I think um, (laughs) Gavin... Gavin saying Gavin saying Malik Beasley is gonna oh no look man after after seeing what Lonnie did maybe but I I I don't I don't necessarily see it myself but but yeah I I I could see Ham more likely going with Lonnie um but I also think like if you want to maintain some of your uh identity um I I personally would go with Rui I I would I would go with Rui. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Yeah, all the other like I think Rui played well tonight as well. He's just like he's not even getting shots up. So he's since game two, he's taking two threes and like in yeah. his minutes in like twenty minutes, and they're closing out a little harder on him. And his his you know his shot isn't like a quick release. Um, you could no. tell he's pump faking and trying to drive right, and they're kind of ready for that. There was one play I thought he was going to get a charge on Jordan Poole. Like you can see the flop coming from three miles away. I was like, yeah, it's like watch out for the charge. And he got the layup on it. But yeah, like I just don't think you're gaining as much spacing like theoretically as it would be. And I just think the foot speed between Bando and Rui is massive. Um, maybe helps you on the boards a little bit. Offensive rebounding too tonight. I just thought like there were so many plays where we're just watching the ball like as it comes up and Wiggins and GP two and Kevon Looney are aggressively attacking the offensive rebound. I thought that was another thing that we really needed to clean up. There were so many plays where like we played excellent defense for 23 seconds ball gets tipped right back out and uh, it's open three for them. And I thought that, you know, I thought that hurt us, but I I just don't see Darwin adjusting already. Like I, like I just like I didn't watch tonight and think, oh, we got to switch up a lot of stuff. Like I, I thought this was more our self-inflicted kind of damage yeah. of how how we defended. So, but you know, if Rui, I, I think Rui's a part of this series. I don't think he's he played like I think eleven minutes in game uh in game one. But other than that, he's been he's been playing. I thought he's been solid. Uh, but I I would I would keep the same like lineup, and then I think the lineup he trusts the most, Anthony. And I, like you can tell when a coach what he goes to when like you have a chance to come back and he went to the D'Lo Austin and Dennis with mm-hmm. LeBron and AD and I think that's his favorite lineup I think that's his like uh favorite pitch for a baseball term I guess but like I think that's like what uh I think yeah. That, <laughs> uh pitch, yeah 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 fastball or whatever um, my best pitch so- is a curveball but boy do I like throwing the fastball <laughs> <laughs> yeah no clue how that how that works but um but yeah like i uh, i think that's his like favorite lineup that's obviously not going to start but i think that lineup's going to get a ton of minutes and then i think we're gonna have 40 minute ad 40 minute lebron in game six to uh hopefully close this one out yeah i i to your point coming into it I would not have told, like, had I, like, heading into the game, I wouldn't have said, like, there's nothing I would have seen or I could possibly see in this game that would, or there shouldn't be anything that I would see from this game that I would, like, change anything in the Lakers' approach, mm-hmm. right? Because this was a game the Lakers probably weren't in, winning anyway. Um, 
it's just so it's one thing for the defense to kind of they have to ignore somebody they have to move off of somebody and the lakers in other games have done better at you know utilizing him even though the warriors are ignoring him right and the lakers have you know he hasn't done that stuff and the lakers haven't done that stuff as much so like to that to your point that's more of a process thing um but but to me the difference now a couple games into this is watching the rest of the guys reaction when he catches the ball there we're like man we worked our we got into the paint we kicked it out we rotate to the corner fuck <laughs> like damn it it's you know it's it's it, and, and and again it's no fault of vanderbilt that's just not like he's not a shooter you know and there are things that he brings to the table but he's not helping you much on the offensive re- glass um he's he's not like he's not defending steph in the way that he did in game one so i don't necessarily really know as much what's what 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 Rui is doing and and like there, there's 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 definitely stuff on the backside and 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 rotating stuff that doesn't involve like actually touching the ball that he's probably really helping with, but like I, I just don't think that stuff is enough to essentially sink like the 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 beginning of your game. Yeah, I mean, like to me, the the correct read is not to kick it out to him though. You know what I mean? Like I like to <laughs> me, like that's not the correct read. Like he should like it's either him cutting and you know, he's been bad bobbling passes, but like like him just standing there. If LeBron's going downhill and he's at the basket, a lot of those like he's just kicking out. And I think some of those are like the lack of aggression early in games. But like to me, Vanderbilt taking the actual shot, it was like not to compare it, but it was like when like even when Dennis shoots those open threes, it's kind of like. They, they go in sometimes. I just never believe they are. Like, Dennis Shooter threes also are ones where I'm like, uh, all right, good shot. You know, like, after yeah, it goes in, yeah. it's not it's not like, oh, that's a good process shot. So, uh, both of them, and I think both, I think to your point, though, when Dennis and Vanderbilt on the floor together, that's when you have issues, right? Like, that's when it's yeah. really tight. Your spacing's really clogged. That's why Dennis holds the ball so long in those possessions because it's like there's nothing really open and we're like screening for him, screening for him. Um, that's the stuff where I like. I like Dennis and Rui together, but I think Vanderbilt starting is fine and I think we should be fine in game six. I just, I wish our, you know, I thought, wish we were a little bit greedy tonight, Anthony, but uh, we, we didn't come out with that. Um, so I would keep Vanderbilt again, if he's not playing well, if it's so detrimental um, to where no one else can shoot and he's like being left open and he's taking the shots, then yeah, sub him out quick. Put in Dennis. Put in Lonnie. Who you know, I thought I thought Lonnie was fine. I thought defensively he was fine. Um, mm-hmm. Missed his op- missed his threes. Uh, obviously didn't have the barrage of scoring in game four, but um, I thought he was okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, we'll see if he's he sticks in the rotation as well. Uh, I don't think Beasley's playing. Um, sorry <laughs> to, <laughs> to like um, Beasley's yeah. not getting in this game. Yeah, I, I I think it's still the eight the same eight guys. You know that the Lakers have been playing with. You know, you look at their 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 minutes totals. You have the starting five, and then you have Rui, um, Schroeder, and Walker all above twenty minutes. Um, it's still going to be those those same eight guys. Uh, and, and look, like the Lakers approach this one, and this is the one thing that that like the guys on TNT did say that I agreed with. Right in that clip. Chuck was basically trying to say that, like, yeah, it was pretty clear these guys played this game with game six in mind, knowing that they could go back and, like, the Warriors were the desperate team and the Lakers were the team that, you know, looked at this as, you know, maybe, but probably right. not. 
you know, and, 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 you know, uh, the game played out as you would expect that kind of approach to game to play out now though, like it was nice waking up on a game day and just kind of like stretching and you know, whatever happens tonight, you know, I should be, should be all right. It's still, you're playing with house money. If you win cool, if not, like you, you do have game six game six though. Like you said earlier, Raj, this is game, this is game seven. Like this is, this is it. Did you feel that way though? Once the game started, like yeah, maybe you woke up with the like yeah, it's it's house money. But once the game started, did you feel that way? Like I I didn't. I was thinking like this should like you should go and get this one. Like why even put it on the yeah. table? That's why like it probably didn't matter. But like Chris Haynes coming out with the report that a prominent Laker player said um, those ex you know expletive expletive um, can stop complaining. I'm like why like why why even throw any dirt on you know any. Um, just on the flame like why even let that go but um that was definitely yeah, like, lebron that was yeah. definitely oh. lebron okay i'm not sure who it was but uh sure um, <laughs> like if it was if it was any anybody else right the the name would be thrown out there you know ooh okay yeah it's just it's just weird to throw that out there before you win like the warriors aren't the team to play with right like i, I no. like to me like that's not the team to like give them the bulletin. Maybe it didn't matter at all. And I'm sure Draymond would have been fired up already. I'm not surprised if that like turned up the notch a tone, like a little bit on him. So, um, but yeah, like, a, I, I just didn't like, you know, that to start, you know, to start the game, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll see in, in game six. I'm, you know what I would uh, kind of like to see, hmm. you know what I'd like to see. I'd like to see like, like Draymond starts all of these games by Kip, by, by like, essentially picking up a foul and it's a matter of like whether or not they call it. Mm-hmm. I want to see AD like somebody drives to the basket and, and if he can't quite get there, you know, and it, and it looks like he's going to commit a foul anyway, maybe go an extra step and maybe like really remind him, Hey, yeah, I weigh like 50 pounds more than everybody else out here. You know, like I would, I would like to see like usually the tone setting play for AD is the, is the 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 dunk in traffic with two hands that um now people on playback are like watching for now it's like ad <laughs> needs a dunk ad needs a dunk um and 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 like i i think i like he he needs one of those too but i also think i all of ad's fouls have been the kind where like you look after it like really you're calling that one you're calling that one and i would kind of yeah. like to see i would i would kind of like to see one of those fouls that like yeah that was a foul <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a foul, and they earned those free throws. I would kind of like to see that from AD. That's that's a really important part, I think, of of being like the last line of defense is when you're driving to the basket. Yeah, there's a real good chance that you're going to get embarrassed and you're going to get your shot blocked and all that stuff too. But there's also like a like a five to fifteen percent chance you're just going to get your ass kicked. Like, no, like no, there's a five hundred. And and B does this a lot, right? Like where dudes will try to draw a charge, and he'll like. He'll absolutely make sure you got every bit of that contact, you know? It's, yeah. And he'll even look at the ref, like, really? When, like, it was a full-on charge with, like, you guys his full like, elbow going. Like, the dude's just knocked out on the floor. Like, yeah. Yeah, if you're, if you're going to draw a charge on me, you're about to feel every bit of this. And I agree. And I've said this when the series started. I was like, you got to meet force with force with Draymond. Like, go through his freaking chest. And there was a play in game three, right, where, like, 
I think we reviewed it. I don't remember game three or four. We're like, it was a charge, but like we reviewed it. And I think we got overturned. I don't give a crap if it's a charge. Go through his chest, make him feel it. Right. And I thought Draymond was never uncomfortable tonight. We try to beat yeah. him again with finesse, with skill, which AD has. He has it all on his bag. But sometimes you just got to run a dude over. Nothing dirty, nothing malicious to to harm or anything like that. Just to kind of like, yeah, I'm 6'11". And like, if you're going to stand here, this is what it feels like. And uh, I thought we didn't do that. Um, LeBron as well has ability to do that too sometimes where he used to do this earlier a lot when obviously he had the legs where like, if you drew a charge on LeBron, it looked like the most painful thing in the world. It looked like a train hit you. And yeah. he looks like he looks unbothered, right? And sometimes they'll even get the foul. Uh, I remember watching like when we used to play him, like he'd run through our dudes, like a skinny Brandon Ingram is standing there, gets maul up to like the crowd, and they're like, and one, like, and one, like an elbow, like to the side. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, there's some of that, that that we should try to try to involve as well. Yeah, the, the, the approach to this this next game, and we have 48 hours to think about it, is going to be of the utmost importance. Um, again, continuing, continuing to, to monitor the, the Anthony Davis situation, um, it seems like if they're saying that he avoided a concussion, that he would seemingly avoid concussion protocol, which, right. um, you know, without reading the the... I think it's like 13 graphs that they that they you know go through that's what i was gonna ask you i saw you really post chart. the protocol i thought you ran through it and um I was gonna, yeah so gonna so essentially like what it seems to be is if a concussion is identified um does it have to be that, identified the same night that's what i was wondering does it it seems like it so so like okay. it seems like um well well if it isn't identified that same night, what will happen is like 24 hours later, if you're still showing clear symptoms, then they'll retest you and they'll go back and they're like, hey, if you've been having concussion symptoms for 24 hours now, you probably had a concussion, right? Okay. Um, but if you if it is you know, labeled a concussion that night, you have 24 hours to not show any symptoms. So right. uh, you know, dizziness any kind of sensibility to light, um, any of that stuff, uh, which, you know, would still make some room here for AD to, if he is put into the concussion protocol, potentially get cleared before game six, uh, as it is 48 hours later. But that timeline is close. Uh, and, and, and look, like, I, I want to be clear. The most important thing here is if yes. AD has a concussion, that it is properly looked after. That is the most important thing. Like I said earlier, knowing what we know about the 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 long term effects of concussions, that if this guy actually did have his bell rung, that it it is like the most important thing is making sure that he's okay moving forward. Um. But then beyond that, though, like if you're getting into the te technicalities of the situation, the next 24 hours are going to be really important to monitor because, you know, we saw him look, we saw him walking off of the court and he kind of like wobbled a little bit, you know, um, as he was walking to the bench, he gets to the bench and like they were talking about like maybe he poked his eye and he's like clearly holding his like temples right and he's like holding his head. I remember yeah. that. That shit sucks. And then... um 
you know, putting the towel over his head, what you're doing there, like subconsciously is just trying to narrow like the number of things that your eyes have to focus on because refocusing actually hurts. Um, I, I don't know if you've ever had a concussion, but like, mm -hmm. yeah, that's the stuff that, 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 that's going on there. And, um, if you're, if you're trying to, you know, get him ready and available to play, essentially what's going to happen is the Lakers team doctors are, are, are going to very closely monitor him. They have to stay in constant contact with the league. The league, I believe, are going to have their own doctors kind of step in and, and also take a look at it as well. Warriors team doctors were actually there, and that's part of the protocol too, um, right. just as, as, as a checks and balances system here. So, like, if AD goes, and, and yeah, there is a lot of funny business here with team and even league doctors. Um, there is some, some funny business. So, but like to the extent of what the NBA can control, if AD plays on game in, in game six, he will, you know, be ready for game six is, 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 is I think like without getting too conspiratorial, if he goes, it's because he was cleared to go. Yeah. Yeah. You don't mess around with this stuff. Um, the NBA as they should are very strict with concussion protocols. You know, I, don't remember when, but I'm sure there's been players who missed playoff games for it and, and all that stuff. So, yeah, it's a, it's a serious thing. You know, people online for some reason have joked about CTE for some reason, especially with, like, uh, whenever someone says something weird, they, they bring up CTE. It's the weirdest thing. A, yeah, yeah. Into, in, in terms of a joke in some strange for some strange reason. But, yeah, that's nothing to play with. Anthony Davis's health is first and foremost. And I don't know if you saw the video, Anthony, but uh, Dave McMenamin tweeted out, um ad walking out of the building um so mm -hmm. he looked again i'm not no not not a doctor's analysis but at least it was good to see him walk off on his own accord at least and uh walk out of the arena um, by himself not needing assistance so hopefully that's you know a good sign to come but yeah to your point he'll be checked out i'm sure there'll be a ton of you know checks throughout and good thing that the travel is not too bad um it's not like a four-hour flight like it's from memphis i believe it's like an hour flight from san francisco yeah. so Mm -hmm. um yeah you have a you have a, you have some time here and hopefully he's he's good but to your point yeah he's uh 80s health most important thing going forward yep again final score here uh 121 to 106 as the lakers lose game five and now uh have a three games to two lead over the golden state warriors game six friday night back in money laundering arena.com uh, or money laundering.com arena Gotta get that right. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we, you know, it's game seven. So as of right now, the plan is uh, I'm going to record, I'm going to finish the show, record a lowdown, and then um, have a show to preview game six. And then Friday night gets a little tricky because I'm out of town. So I'm going to try to bring my laptop and my equipment with me as best I can and try to record right after the game. But Rest assured, if the Lakers take care of business and win in game six, um, that Raj and I will be uh, right here to, to recap that and send you into what will be a nice, hopefully a nice celebratory weekend for all of us as we wait for the winner of uh, Denver and Phoenix. But I'll, I'll drink. If they win game six, I'll, I'll make sure to have a drink uh, oh, well, on, on the show. Like, because of where I'm going to be, I'm going to have alcohol in my system, so... <laughs> <laughs> just gotta match that energy 
but until then, and until the next time you guys hear from me, I'm Anthony Irwin. That was Raj Trapalu. This was the Lakers Lounge. Talk to you guys soon.